0: Just time really past, you just this is Welcome to Point Your Toes, the adventures of a NYC dance teacher.
1: I'm your co-host Danielle Clangelo.
0: And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll share our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths.
1: With that being said, let's get into today's topic:
0: outdoor theater. We've—I'm sure we've probably told stories from our outdoor theater time, but I don't think Danielle and I have ever completely discussed uh, outdoor theater. And it's such its own yeah. kind of like special bird that I feel like it deserves its own. Episode. Yeah, and
1: I feel like you know Tony and I were talking. We're like, all right, it's the summer we're done with work now. And a lot of times you find, you know, nine times out of 10, you find outdoor theater during the summer, right? Because it's warmer, you can be outside. Um, And it's so interesting. So yeah, we were like, let's do a little episode and to kind of talk about the ins and outs of outdoor theater, the challenges, the do's, the don'ts, and just um, our perspective on them and how we, you know, do we like it or not like it.
0: Outdoor theater can technically encompass a lot of different things, uh, a lot of different types of theater and performances. So you have your outdoor theater that is literally like a bare stage, no covering at all, no walls, just like a stage, a raised stage to perform. Mm -hmm. Um, So technically you can include like concerts and like outdoor like performances at festivals. Those technically are considered outdoor theater spaces or venues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the ones that are are better, where there's like there are walls of some kind. Uh, yeah,
1: you'll get like the like the band shells. Yeah, um, yeah, where it's like a dome, and those are those are just better for sound in general. Um, uh, a lot of times, those are made for performances.
0: None of these venues, however, are good for dancers. I'll go there and say it. You're on concrete, which again dancers our knees our hips our joints like concrete is never what we want to be dancing on but all of these stages are either like con- especially we're going amphitheater like you know if you're dancing on concrete maybe you'll have some marley on top of the concrete you know maybe you'll get a wooden a wooden deck but like none of these are ideal dance mm-hmm. floors so that'll be my first caveat to anyone that's like thinking about outdoor theater you're in shoes obviously but you're also like on not the greatest surface
1: yeah yeah and a lot of these you know things are either you know built raised stages or they are like band shells amphitheater spaces that have been around forever um so let's talk about let's talk about the appeal of outdoor theater because there's definitely an appeal to it and what makes kind of you know let's talk about like kind of like what makes outdoor theater a good venue for certain shows
0: well for starters i think if you're like a lot of these type of venues especially if we go like lean towards the summer stock type of deal it is very family friendly so like you will like i think of you know and even if you go for like non-summer stock I think of like the Hollywood Bowl or you know I think of kind of the concerts you know the summer festival concerts you know the your jazz in the park or you know your music theater in the parks for the summer like you really will get like some of those classic big movie not movie but like big musicals that everybody just loves like I also think of like uh the Muni it's a giant like outdoor space and they're you know like you'll get your hair and um Oh, what are, you'll get Music Man. I've seen Music Man a ton of times out in the parks. Oh, what are some other big ones that people enjoy doing? Well,
1: I agree. I mean, I agree with you in terms of like, there's an essence of family friendly, I think to these things, Mm -hmm. it's a fun, you know, I'm gonna say summer because a lot of times these performances are summer based, nine times out of 10. It's a, you know, it's a fun summer activity you can go do with your family, with your friends to be together. And it's a way to um, experience theater also maybe for those who aren't as much of theater goers. But to be like, oh, hey, well, there's a show in the park or a show at this really cool outdoor venue. People are more like, ooh, that sounds like really fun and exciting. Um, Let's go. So I think, like, that's a huge uh, appeal to these type of outdoor performances is you can easily kind of sway or invite people who don't necessarily see theater to go to these more because you're going to be in the, like a cool, different venue outside in the summer air. Um, Dude, also get like more fun.
0: It does. Like I think about the times I've performed in, in, in shows like that that are outside. Like honestly, everyone is just there to have a lot of fun because you really do get kind of like those massive casts we're like you never like there's usually like 20 plus dancers or something crazy like that like you never get a large group of dancers like that or you don't typically get that you know with things kind of scaling back you know people choosing smaller musicals and whatnot you know so like a lot of times it's just a lot of fun to like be in those types of shows anyway little mermaid sorry that's another one there's lots of disney lots and lots of disney in uh these outdoor venues um
1: yeah i think i think they're just like really they're fun and a lot of times it's like a really beautiful environment Mm -hmm. um i actually just went and saw an outdoor performance i was visiting my family in colorado shortly ago and every year besides last year besides 2020 um the colorado shakespeare festival has their residency their summer residency in boulder at cu And there is an outdoor amphitheater space at, uh, on the CU campus that's um, for anyone that may be familiar behind the philosophy building. And it's just these like gorgeous, it's a whole big, it's a huge, big stage. And it's these beautiful kind of like raised like stone seating, um, like, like benches. Um, And it's just really pretty and there's like trees around and the brick buildings. Mm -hmm. And so I also think that like, usually these spaces are gorgeous, right? Or I think about like Shakespeare in the park at Central Park. And, um, And that's like this beautiful, huge, like open venue surrounded by greenery in these wood, these like big wood dome. And it brings this like, again, this super fun essence of like, I get to go to this really cool space to see the show
0: um so that makes me think of the best one I've ever seen is uh 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee in St. Pete Florida on the water like they basically Mm -hmm. erected a stage and set and everything like on this this grassy lawn and so like to your left you're just looking at the cityscape and this giant water body of water yeah, uh, so like it's a nice breeze off the water everyone's so relaxed and chill um at like I absolutely loved it um and then also like Spelling Bee is such a fun show anyway you know and like and uh, if you're not familiar with the show it's a Spelling Bee competition so like audience members are invited on stage as well to like participate in the show um so like you're out with your you're having a picnic with your family and I was one of the people invited up and we were apprentices at the time so like it was just such a fun and inviting day like such a fun and inviting day that I was like why why wouldn't you want to do this yeah Um,
1: so I really think like that's the huge appeal about them is like it's a really cool they're always cool spaces they're cool Mm -hmm. spaces to perform in um you know they're cool spaces to go watch a show in and I think that it's like you said like it's just fun it's fun for everyone so I think it that makes, is the big appeal of them
0: and it harkens like and if you're a theater nerd uh harkens back to like the Greeks and you know the yes. out- like amphitheaters Absolutely. type of deal and it like it's such a it's it's very rewarding because like yeah. you don't really think like I just know like being on stage and looking out and seeing like a field of people laughing and dancing and singing along with you, especially like, you know, uh, the curtain call or, you know, the, you know, leading into act two and things like that when they're already hooked with you and they're just, you know, the orchestra just kind of jamming along and everyone's kind of just enjoying themselves. Like it's a good moment of camaraderie to kind of draw you in. Yeah. Um, I
1: also think that, you know, a lot of times when you see outdoor theaters, uh, companies are very specific about what shows they choose to do in these outdoor theaters to make it fun and inviting, but to also like bring the outdoor scenery in to be part of it. You know, I've, I've heard and seen Into the Woods done a lot because how awesome is it to be in a park or a wooded area or a field outside and the whole show takes place outside in, in, in the woods, right? Uh,
0: Midsummer. That's how I feel about midsummer. I've seen I mean, Midsummer that's, in that's the, what I, so many times.
1: That's what I literally just saw in Colorado. Oh, I saw nice. a production of, yeah, I saw a production of Midsummer's Night Dream. And it's just like, it really does add this whole other environment where you don't even really need a lot of scenery because the literal outdoors is your scenery. And that's so fun when you get to do those shows that have, that take place a lot outside and then you're literally outside performing. Um Again, it just brings a whole nother level of like, this is really fun,
0: exciting experience. But we have to talk about the drawbacks. Yes. And I I will say they're not even numerous to me because it's a lot how I feel about the dance floor, which I had to mention because it's always the one thing that bothers me is that like, oh, yeah, the dance floor is
1: going to be probably one of the biggest things, especially like coming from dancers. It's going to be one of the hardest things. Well, and
0: I would say it's an adjustment coming from an enclosed studio uh or you know an enclosed con- concert dance theater background like it is not that you know mm-hmm. um I will say I will honestly say if you're going from uh the dance world which uh into the music theater world it's a good transition to kind of learn how to over-emote sometimes because you're on such a large stage mm-hmm. um, and you do have to play to the back of the house because it's such a large place. Um, um,
1: yeah it's definitely a transition for those who have never performed in an outdoor space but I agree because I'm really thinking about it and usually you know because you're outside it's just like the, na- the natural nature noises and hustle and bustle you can hear Cars, trees blowing, animals—you have to learn how to, yeah, like project bigger, be bigger. So I agree that I think that's like a great learning curve in that.
0: And it's—I will say, like, because like at first you, I will say, usually in those rehearsals or the first time you go, there will be a moment where some noise that is uncontrollable will happen, or something, Mm -hmm. you know, a horn from a boat on the lake fireworks and, and, yeah and
1: fire oh i've been around when fire Firearms, and yeah. ambulance yep you know i think noises are noise is definitely going to be a big drawback of outdoor theater because you can't control it um and it's one of those things where you just kind of have to like stay present in the moment and and hustle through um it can also
0: be painting i've seen yeah, uh uh oh what was it it's was one of the shakespeare's in the parks i can't remember but like this one bird like would not leave the stage mm-hmm. and so the actors would comment on it throughout the play like they randomly just oh, yeah, have a line best. because that's this bird you. would just it would like it would literally be like two people on a scene at a dinner table and the bird would sit on the table like it was yeah. unafraid of people so like it would just be there so like it's it's one of those things that like it does feel like a problem at first and you think you're a little crazy or you're like why did I take this but then like eventually you just learn to roll with it it's a part of your day
1: Yeah, I've definitely seen shows outdoor theaters where animals are a big thing. I feel like animals and noises are like your first jarring moments because you almost feel like you should somehow be able to control that, but you can't. Um, But I've always seen, yeah, I mean, it's always hilarious and so much fun if an animal won't disappear and they, or won't, a bird won't shut up and they, you know, bring it into the show. Oh my god. Um,
0: Or the worst, I was doing it outside outdoor theater and the worst thing was like bugs but not like you think we were not mm. getting bit by mosquitoes we were There's dealing with gnats. Yeah. we were just dealing with gnats which again do no damage to you they're just around your face
1: they're annoying they're annoying
0: and so the only way to get like gnats always go to the highest part of your body So I remember we would just randomly be in rehearsal and someone would just raise their hand and you're, you're thinking that like they need attention, but in reality, they're just pulling the gnats away from your face. So it would be the, like the most ridiculous thing where like someone's halfway through their song and they're about to belt and they literally put their hand up. So the gnats fly towards their hands, not their mouth as they're about to belt, like just dumb such dumb, ridiculous things that you can't control.
1: Right. It's things that you don't necessarily think about at first that you're like, oh, wait, I can't control this. Um, Before we talk about like the biggest, you know, downfall of outdoor theater, I, I, before we talk about that, which I'm sure we all know what it is, I do want to talk about lighting. So lighting is one of those things. So
0: if you've ever
1: seen an outdoor show, you might take a step back and think, oh my gosh, they're always at night. There's never a matinee. And that's be and they always start late. Like a lot of outdoor theaters oh. too, like the production won't start until eight o'clock or 8.30. Sunset. A, like, yeah, because they're getting to sunset. So usually what ends up happening is the first act or half of the first act is mostly in daylight. And by the time we get to act two, it's dark and you can see all the lights. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure from a, um, lighting designer you know it's it's kind of frustrating because it's like you can't see your work well it's a a special kind of
0: lighting designer to light an outdoor show oh
1: yeah and as an and as an actor performer it's kind of like damn like I feel like there's nothing there's no lighting there's no you know that theatricalness about it but you know so I would say that's a downfall however when it does get dark though those lights are always so
0: so awesome or for me it breaks away that barrier which I don't know it depends on the person sometimes I love it sometimes I hate it like I love that because that extra lighting isn't there or like because it's outdoor theater and everyone is so close like and you can see everyone you can can see everything yeah you can you see babies getting their diapers see, yeah. changed. You can see, you know, someone falling off their lawn chair to get yeah. something out of the cooler. Like, it's very, very.
1: It's just another real. one of those things where I feel like, you know, you think like animals, noises, bugs, lighting going into a contract. You might like not really stop and think about like, these are things we're going to have to just like work with.
0: Oh, um, Completely.
1: And then obviously the biggest culprit of outdoor theater downfalls is the weather,
0: the weather. And because so nobody
1: can control the weather.
0: And the thing that like I have learned between the great outdoor theaters and the bad ones is having a good emergency plan when it mm-hmm. happens. It's not a fact of if it is going to happen. You're going there to have one of one, the one. two. Yeah. I mean, you were get so heat.
1: lucky but there will be one performance where the weather just like it's supposed to stop raining or it says in the forecast. It's going to rain all day. And what do you do? Cause people already paid for that performance. So what's your plan B
0: or like, like I said, the two biggest for me were blistering heat mm-hmm. and torrential downpours mm-hmm. because, and the funny thing is heat was always the one that was difficult because like heat advisory. People have already paid tickets. You know, it's Mm -hmm. outdoor theater. It's going to be fine. But then depending on what show you're doing, we're dancing and singing and wearing costumes. So depending on certain costumes, I'm dying on stage in 70 degree weather, let alone 80, 90, hundred degree weather. Also trying to rehearse when all the set pieces are on fire is a thing. And then just the opposite, it's just like you said, it is pouring now raining. Oh, it's supposed to stop at 7 p.m. We'll be good. Will the set be dry? Will the stage be dry? And a lot
1: lot of times, a lot of times if if you're going to like a really professional production, they'll have a backup space, right? So like Mm -hmm. I know, like I said, I recently went to the Colorado Shakespeare Festival in Boulder, their backup space is the university theater, right? So if it's way too hot, or it just won't stop raining, they'll take set pieces and they'll move everything and everyone inside so that those tickets don't go to waste. You know, what sucks is when you might get a situation where maybe it's a production where there is not the ability to have a backup space. Um, Um, And again-
0: So there's one, and I've got to mention, because if you live in the state of Texas, you know what I'm talking about. Texas Musical is a outdoor theater space, which I love them their theater space is in the middle of a canyon a mm. couple miles away from a city so like once you're in the canyon you're in the canyon and yeah. so once the show started there really isn't important stopping because like if, if you're rained on, if you're wet you're wet like you're not you're not getting dry until you get in the car to head back to the theater space And it's like this state thing that happens every year. And I know several other states that have one. I just thought of, uh, I think of the Texas one specifically just because like you're in the middle of a canyon. There is nothing above you. Like, Mm -hmm.
1: oh, I've gone to see Outdoor Theater where it started raining and they just do a rain hold. And usually, you know, they'll be like, okay, everyone can go inside to like where where the box office is and the restrooms and you can hang out in there. And then we'll do a rain hold. I've also been to Outdoor Theater where it'll be like, drizzling consistently and they're like we're not going to do a rain hold we're just going to perform in the drizzle yep. and if you want you know you bought your ticket we're not going to give you a refund and like had to sit there with a poncho because it's drizzling for the whole like two to two and a half hours what but because I it's see? just drizzling they're not going to do a rain a rain hold
0: I saw like one where like they didn't do a rain what was it it was some musical where like they didn't do a rain hold it was rent it was rent They didn't do a rain hole because it was just drizzling. But every time they would get to a group number, the rain would like pick up. But like not quite enough for them to stop. But you would always kind of see the actors kind of being like performing and trying so hard to stay in it. But then like you'll hear a a boom in the distance and everyone will pause. And then we would not hear another boom for like 30 minutes. So we're like, I guess we're still going. But like as like insane as that may sound, the that shared experience with that audience was great because we were right yeah. there along there with them. We're like everyone was packed up and ready to like run underneath the awnings. Yeah. But until until we got the go ahead, it's like no, we're here. We're we're. Yeah. And I just girl. think
1: that like you know, like we said, like these spaces can make the most magical performances. Oh yeah. But there are obviously these things that happen. But there is something interesting about like like you said, like a shared experience between the production and the audience, when you have things like the bird that won't shut up in the tree, right? The squirrel <laughs> that won't leave the stage, the, the like thunder in the distance or that it keeps, you know, every like 10 minutes, there's like a sprinkle of rain and it's like, what's happening? Um, so like, yes, like- there are downfalls to outdoor theater, but you know, they're just like, if you're gonna take that contract, you gotta know going in.
0: But I also feel like it builds you into a performer I I've heard this from a lot of people and I feel this way myself I've done some of my best work when I had to really focus on the craft
1: when it's not about
0: the heat it's not about it's not about the weather it's not about the sets it's not about the lighting it is just us in this moment either dancing singing or acting like you just have to focus and it's one of those things of like Again, I've gotten sunburned from falling on mats. I've got, I've had twisted ankles from turning on concrete. I can give you so many negatives when I think of it, but let, when I think back to just ones I've performed in, but they are—they're not the first thing I think of when I think of outdoor theater. I think yeah. of the ridiculous laughter and great moments of just dumb things that happen, like being outside. You know that the bird. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure yeah. every outdoor theater has there's one where a bird just did not like you guys and so oh, it just absolutely bothering, you know so like, yeah they're that's what fun i go to when i think funny. of it right anyway. like they're fun that's what i go to when i think of when i oh when idea. i think of outdoor theater i don't think of the negative the negative just does not come to mind first there's so many Yeah, i mean i will tell back. you i'm the
1: first one if someone's like oh you want to go see this show with this outdoor theater i'm usually like Done. hell yes because again like we talked about in the beginning of this episode they're just really awesome usually spaces and experiences and then it's like you get to be outside
0: uh yeah because i did uh so the last no I saw theater before. I guess it was the last summer theater I show show I saw probably before shutdown. Um, uh, Public Theater Works in New York City, uh, Central Park did Hercules. Yeah,
1: Shakespeare in the Park. Yeah.
0: Well, they also, this time it was it was Hercules, and so
1: yeah.
0: Hercules has been a musical that like the music theater world has had qualms like wanting to see for years, and so they did like a summer Theater Works version. So like tickets were sold out really quick and like they're free tickets let me start there (laughs) these are free tickets yeah but they were sold out like the venue can only hold so many people they were sold out and so they were doing like lotteries giving away tickets and i won tickets in the lottery to see and like when i tell you i was one of those people being like refreshing the page constantly submitting any and everywhere i saw because like i just and it was so much fun oh my god the band like the giant uh disney numbers they like it's a massive yeah i'm
1: sure and it was amazing
0: the dragons and the pu- the, the uh, titans and the puppets and like oh uh, like you just don't i think if it ever does reappear on like on broadway or in a um, proscenium stage or inside of a theater and enclosed theater it'll still be enjoyable but nothing will be more entertaining than out of every alcove, you have people screaming and belting Hercules at the top of their lungs. Like, it, it makes me think like Lion King almost, how they just feel the entire space with everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's such a, they're just an experience. And I would encourage anyone, if they have the opportunity, to do it at least once. Even if you do it and you realize it was not for you. I think it is one of those experiences as an artist, particularly a young artist, but you know, it can be one of the best contracts you ever had or one of the best summers you ever had. You know, Definitely. I think it's one of the few times theater uh, performers can feel like they're at camp almost as they perform.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's just a really, there's stuff that's really fun about it for sure.
0: Well, that brings us to our tip of the week. Um, and this section is all about where we just kind of share a little tip to hopefully get you through your week. For me this week, this tip goes to all those dance teachers, to all those lovely students that are in intensives right now. Dance teachers, it's okay to cut on the AC. Just gonna throw it out mm-hmm. there. It's okay to cut on the AC. I have those dance teachers that one that would never cut on the AC or I
1: had teachers like that too. Who were They would
0: never cut on the AC until we started sweating. Yeah. Said, you've broken a true sweat. I'll cut on the AC. And I am a sweaty monster. Like most dancers are. So like trying to do floor work when you're sliding on your own sweat, just cut on the AC. It's okay. The lessons you want to yeah. teach can be taught other ways. Just cut on the AC. Just yep. Cut on the AC. That's all I'm going to say. Cut on the AC. Uh, yeah.
1: I agree. Um, I think my tip would be, uh, remember to stretch. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, intensives happening, auditions happening again, performances taking place, studio classes to go to. Um, and this tip is, you know, not only for like everyone out there, but for me myself as well. Oh my God. So, like, say- As someone who did not take, you know, who was teaching, but did not take class and and really focused on me in the past year, you know, stretching is going to be important. So take that time to really get back into stretching. And if your flexibility isn't where it was a year ago, it'll get there. Just remember to um, just start stretching again.
0: Yes, I could not, could not agree more.
1: That's my tip, mostly to myself, but to other people as well. Stretch, start stretching again.
0: Right, I'm I'm not alone in my lack of wanting to stretch when I know I should be stretching. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode, but we hope that you'll join us next week.
1: And every week after that.
0: Episodes come out every Thursday.
1: Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.
0: You can find us on your favorite podcasting apps.
1: We are at point. PYT on all social media platforms.
0: I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II.
1: And I'm your co-host, Neil Clancello.
0: See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of NYC Dance.